Stuart Holman here. Thanks for joining me again as we continue our series in the parables of Jesus taken from Luke's travelogue as Jesus resolutely heads towards Jerusalem. During this time, it seems that Jesus' attention has turned to calling, refining and training his disciples and using a series of parables in which to do that. Another of the well-known of these parables relates to a Pharisee and a tax collector at prayer, a narrative that has so many echoes in our Christian culture that it's almost hard to reclaim its shock value. As with our previous parable, Jesus follows it up with some specific teaching to ensure that his disciples don't miss the point. We're in Luke chapter 18, verse 9. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, the audience for Jesus' parables is always important. Here, the audience includes some religious snobs. They are confident in their own righteousness and they look down on everyone else. Of course, Jesus' disciples are there as well. And so Jesus tells this story about vindication, that is, being declared to be in the right. And although the parable is set in the temple and centers on the prayers of the two men, It's actually structured like an ancient Jewish law court. In a court of law, first the prosecution presents their case in order to persuade the judge that they are in the right. Then the defence presents their case, hoping to persuade the judge that they are in the right, or at least not in the wrong. And finally, the judge makes his determination and declares who actually is in the right, In the end, one party is justified and they are vindicated in the eyes of the community and then everyone goes home on their way. Now, This kind of law court could easily become a kind of entertainment for the masses, almost like a sporting contest. We think shows that judge, you know, like Judge Judy, that they're kind of new, but it's been around for centuries. And since justice was normally carried out in the gateways of the city or the town, every passerby could sit in and and watch justice be dispensed. And like a sporting contest, they could choose sides. Maybe they could root for their guy to win. And in this context, Jesus' parable invites the crowd to cheer for the Pharisee. The Pharisee was popularly considered the paragon of righteousness, the most law-abiding of the religious law-abiding. The tax collector, on the other hand, would rip off his own countrymen, his own flesh and blood. He would take a percentage of that and then give the money to the Romans so that they could keep on paying their army to oppress the Jews. The tax collector was easy to hate. And so in in this comparison, the Pharisee looks the most likely winner right from the very beginning. And, And 
it is very much a comparison parable. So both go to the temple to pray. The Pharisee in the red corner, the tax collector in the blue corner. The Pharisee stands near to the altar, all the better to be heard by God and seen by others. Meanwhile, the tax collector stands far off. The Pharisee stands and prays. And while our NIV text says that he prayed by himself, the Greek literally says that he prayed to himself. Is it a typo? Is it a clue, maybe? Anyway, while the Pharisee is standing and praying about his own righteousness, the tax collector is beating his breast in humility and simply asking for mercy. Finally, the judge delivers his judgment and sends everybody home. Jesus says that the tax collector went home justified before God. He was in the right. What a turn up for the books. No one expects that God would listen to the case of a tax collector. He didn't really even offer any defence. He had no excuse. Instead, he simply threw himself on God's mercy. There's something about this tax collector and something about this Pharisee that reveals something profound about the kingdom of God, about who stands in the right before God, which launches that next teaching opportunity for Jesus' disciples, continuing right on from the interpretive key at the end of the parable. Now we're in verse 15, the teaching piece. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked him. But Jesus called the children to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. There's a connection between the little children coming to Jesus and the parable of the justified tax collector, the notorious sinner who was declared right in God's judgment. So what is it about the children coming to Jesus such that the kingdom of God belongs to such as these? Notice the kingdom of God does not belong to children. It belongs to people who are like children, who have a similarity to children, to such as these. Jesus says that those who enter the kingdom of God receive it. They don't claim it and they don't deserve it. They don't own it. They receive it like a child receives a gift or something that they can't get for themselves. Like the undeserving tax collector who had no merit of his own, no excuses to cover himself, who simply begged for mercy. Those who enter the kingdom of God are not childish. They are childlike. They are dependent on God alone for mercy. If you've been a Christian for a while, this parable provides an opportunity to check in with your own heart attitude towards God and towards his kingdom. For all of us, self-deception can lurk in the dark corners of our hearts, quietly whispering, I deserve this. I thank God that I'm not like other people, thieves and abusers and sexual deviants, or even like those people with bad theology. Tax collectors might not be the object of our derision, but we might have a favourite kind of Christian, a favourite minority or, or gang that we imagine ourselves to be better than. 
The uncomfortable truth for disciples is that we sometimes imagine ourselves in relation to Jesus and in relation to other people to be on a certain rung of the ladder, to have a certain standing. Maybe it's because of how much we know or because of what we've done or who we know. Maybe it's because of our comfortable situation in life and the experiences that we've collected over time. The only cure for this kind of heart condition is humble repentance, as shown to us by the tax collector. Know for certain that the only way into the kingdom of God is to receive it like a child, dependent and trusting on the mercy of God. Will you turn that to your prayers right now?